The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And this month, our guest is Miss Denise Peace. Now, I want to tell you about Denise Peace. She is truly a great leader in America. She is the best of the very best. She is a great civil rights leader, a great leader for people in the epilepsy community. Actually, she's an officer on the executive board, the national board of the Epilepsy Foundation. She's the chair of Know the Difference. She is my friend and my sister, but here's the thing, everyone. She's your friend. She's the real deal, folks. I mean it. So for me, it is such an honor to have as my guest, Denise Peace. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, my sister. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you for having me. I think it's an honor for me to be here. Well, Denise you know, I think it, it, it's good for our listeners around the world to first have you hear how you became involved with epilepsy and then with the National Epilepsy Foundation. Well, you know, Joyce, first of all, I'm an African-American woman with epilepsy. I live with the challenge of having epilepsy every day, as you do. Uh, and so that I've gone through, I developed epilepsy as a result of a traumatic brain injury in 1995, but it took months, even I would even say years, before my epilepsy was controlled. Um, I first went to one epileptologist, one neurologist after another, with a whole series of medication, different medications, and then I met Marty Morell, Dr. Marty Morell, uh, Martha Morell, who who then uh, who was then our chair of the national. Um, Epilepsy Foundation, the Epilepsy Foundation of America, who got me involved and asked me to join the national board. Yes, and weren't we lucky that that happened. Yeah, you know, everyone, as Denise mentioned, you all know I'm a woman also living with epilepsy. But you know one thing that Denise and I also have in common is dealing with people making mistakes. What I mean about that, now, Denise's case, it took her a long time to even know what was going on and, you know, and to be properly diagnosed. And in my case, I was misdiagnosed, which is why it's so important to be educated and know as much as you can about epilepsy. So, Denise, um, maybe you can start by telling our uh every one of our friends interested in Black History Month about Know the Difference. Well, Know the Difference is an initiative, and I want to thank you, Joyce, and I want to thank our past chair, Tony Quello, for allowing me to chair the Know the Difference campaign of the Epilepsy Foundation, or more than a campaign, it's an initiative 
for the African-American community so that we could be our best consumers. We can have, um, this is a website that's on part of the Epilepsy Foundation website, and it gives a whole host of information about epilepsy, about new treatment options, as well as it gives us an opportunity to tell our story. And so to encourage other people to seek other treatment options if their current treatment option is not really helping to control their seizures. I realize that not everyone's seizures can be controlled, but sometimes being a better consumer, you can assist your doctor into letting them know what's working and what's not working. Yes, that's right. And, uh, Denise, with Know the Difference, if someone from the African-American community, anyone, wants to follow up on this, you just go to epilepsyfoundation.org, and actually on our front page this month is Know the Difference because of it being uh, Black History Month. And, and you know, Denise, epilepsy, as you well know, is kept quiet in many, many circles, unfortunately. Uh, but I wanted to ask your opinion. Is it also kept quiet in the African-American culture? Well, you know, there's a stigma about epilepsy, and I think that particularly in communities of color that have a very strong religious base, such as the African-American community and the Latino culture, um, epilepsy, the stigma is even maybe a little bit stronger. Um, I know that in within my own family, my father was very well educated. As a matter of fact, he was a college professor. But when he found out that I had epilepsy, he never mentioned the word epilepsy. He always called it my episode or how I was feeling. Was I feeling a little off today? Because just have just saying the word invokes um, something that was not necessarily a medical condition, but was. It had a moral tinge to it that it was very difficult for him to deal with. And I think that many people in the African-American community, as well as many other communities, still live with that stigma. Yes, they do. That is why so many people are afraid to talk about epilepsy. You know, they're ashamed to talk about it. Um, and you know what, folks, don't do that. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Epilepsy is just part of who you are. Here's Denise Peace, one of the most successful women in the United States, you know, going around talking about it, thank goodness. And I want to mention to you that on March 27th is the National Walk for Epilepsy. I encourage all of you to go because one of the reasons Tony Quello was so excited about that walk from the beginning was to see people out there saying, hey, I have epilepsy and I am not ashamed. I, I don't know, Denise. Um, why do you think this exists? I mean, what do, we, what, what do we have to do to stop that? Why, it's not just in the African-American community. It's just across the board. I mean, why do you think there's this horrible stigma? Well, you know, I think it's because people don't understand that it is a medical condition and we have to educate people. And we also have to make people aware of what epilepsy is and also what it is not. You know, we have, in particularly in the African American community, uh, so many of uh, so many people are now acknowledging that they've had epilepsy or they've had seizure activity. 
you have someone like Danny Glover. And in this past year, Prince, the performer Prince, came out, and he said that he had epilepsy as a child. But we have, you mentioned our walk in Mar- on March 27th, and we are going to have uh, Jason Snelling from the Atlanta Falcons, who has who's, who has had a great season this year, and was diagnosed as epilepsy as a teen, and he's going to be at the walk to joining uh, with his family and friends to talk about that we all have to talk about and acknowledge epilepsy in our families to fight the stigma that's involved with it so that we can move on to a cure. Yes, he is so awesome. He really is. You know, how he talks about it as, uh, you know, several of our other friends like Alan Fanica and Jeffrey Pope and, of course, Greg Grumberg. And if you want to meet any of these people, again, don't forget the National Walk for Epilepsy is March 27th. All you have to do is go to epilepsyfoundation.org, you know, if you want to um, register for the show, uh, for the walk. Well, listen, I'm going to go to break for a minute, and then we'll be right back with Denise Peace, our guest. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Get ready for a show that breaks ground on the subject of women in motorsports and what it takes to dream, believe, achieve. Gas and Go with Alio is all about the movement that is happening lightning fast in women's racing. You'll get a wide array of perspectives from the drivers to the fans, as well as what it takes to be a role model in a male-dominated sport. Join your host, professional driver Allie Owens, for Gas and Go with Alio Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Power Up Motorsports Channel. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hi i'm greg grumberg from the tv show heroes One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. We have as our guest today Denise Peace, Secretary and Board Member for the National Epilepsy Foundation. She is an officer. She's on the Executive Committee and Board. She is the Chair of Know the Difference as we are celebrating Black History Month. Uh, and, Denise, we are live on Facebook and Twitter, and we have our first question for you from one of our listeners saying, uh, Denise, congratulations on not being afraid to speak up. As I know you know, sometimes it's very hard to do that in certain situations, and especially in the family situation where there are members that do not accept this. What gave you the strength to talk about it? Well, you know, I think I had um, I had a role model. Um, I, you know, when I when I thought when I was first diagnosed with epilepsy, I started to um, uh, I couldn't read, write, or speak. So, in my quest to regain my communicative skills, and as my seizures were more controlled, I started reading more about epilepsy, particularly. Uh, African Americans who had epilepsy, and I came across Harriet Tubman. And mm-hmm. Harriet Tubman was a woman who, like myself, had a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. But despite that injury, she went back 13 times and rescued over 50, I think it was over 70 slaves, um, despite having seizure activity. And I felt that she was a fellow New Yorker. She retired in upstate New York. And if she could overcome the stigma of having epilepsy to achieve a life goal of freeing um, people who were uh, in bondage, I could most definitely speak about my epilepsy and talk about it and get other people to talk about it because there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just like I talk about having high blood pressure. You know, you hear on TV people talk about sexual dysfunction, um, other kinds of medical conditions, and I think that we have to start talking about epilepsy, and the more that we talk about it within our families and get them to understand and get better treatment options so that the seizure activity can be controlled better and we can live full lives, I think that that takes away some of the stigma. Oh, and you know what, and Harriet Tubman, what a great role model. I mean, wow. It, by the way, folks, when Denise is telling you she had traumatic brain injury that led to epilepsy, that was from being beaten as as uh, a slave. That's what this was from that caused this. And, you know, if as she turned into being such a great hero, giving back, such a great champion and leader, um, no, and that is an inspiration. Uh, and all of you, if you don't know about Harriet Tubman, you should read about her. She is truly is a great historic leader. Truly, she is. And remember, when, when Denise is saying we need to talk about it, March 27th is the National Epilepsy Walk in Washington, D.C., with thousands and thousands of people there, with Greg Grumberg from Heroes, the TV star from Heroes, his son Jake, 
uh, lives with epilepsy, and Tony Quello, the author of the ADA, and uh, many great NFL football stars, and all of you, children with epilepsy, adults with epilepsy, families, you know, myself, Denise, all there, letting everyone know, hey, we have epilepsy, we're not ashamed. And once again, go to epilepsyfoundation.org, and you can register today for the National Walk. Um, Another question for you, Denise, is, Denise, did you find that when you first lived with epilepsy, and this is from Lenny, did you find that when you first lived with epilepsy, did you take a long time overcoming the fear of having another seizure? Uh, yes, um, I, I, ha- I, I am fortunate, and I and I smile because I think I still live uh, sometimes with the fear of having a seizure, um, because you never fully overcome that fear, but I think it gets better as your seizures become more and more controlled, and that's the important thing about. That, that's the important thing that going to the um, the local affiliate helped me with, you know, talking to other people and finding out what they were doing, the doctors they were seeing, um, and having that community to talk about some of the fears that you have about having a seizure. You know, a couple of years ago um, when I was first diagnosed, I couldn't travel alone. And three years ago I took my first trip uh, alone to Europe. Um, wow. My family was afraid. I was a little frightened, but I did it. And it showed me that I could start to live a life, full life, without being afraid of having a seizure, particularly away from home. But you never, I don't think you ever really overcome completely the fear. But as your seizures become, that's the importance of trying to get your seizures under control because as they become more controlled, the fear doesn't overcome the way you live your life. Okay, and I think we have a caller on the line right now. Do we have a caller? Hello. Hey, Judy, how you doing? Hi, Joyce, how are you? I am just fine, and this is Judy Painter, the Executive Director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central PA that, by the way, just had the absolute greatest fundraiser in Pittsburgh, the Mardi Gras. How are you, Judy? I'm fine. I'm fine, Joyce. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, and you have my very favorite person from New York City on the, on the phone. I know. She's many of our favorite people. I know. How how are you doing, Denise? I'm doing fine, Judy, and you're one of my favorite people too. You're pro- you're one of the most effective people in our network, the most loving person that I know and to help people with epilepsy. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh how is your uh how is your niece enjoying Pittsburgh? I think she's loving it. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um well, Denise, uh I you know, I I just called you like more for, as a comment than then as uh you know a, a question um but because you and Joyce are 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 such wonderful examples uh to people living with epilepsy you know like people who are willing to go out and not only uh talk the talk but walk the walk and and give so much of yourselves to people with not only epilepsy but with other disabilities and and to show people you know uh what your abilities are and 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 certainly never have you know concentrated on you know what was wrong with you but but your ability and able to 
you know, uh, live such full lives, uh, no matter what happens. And, and I know, Denise, that you have had some very rough times. Yes. In the, in the short time that I've known you, uh, you know, your seizures have, have not been controlled. You know, it was, you know, a shocking thing to have happened to you, but your seizures have not been controlled, but yet you have, you, you know, every day you get yourself up and, and keep on moving. Well, I've been blessed that, you know, I have a, my goddaughter um, lives with me, and I have a host of family and friends who care about me, as do many other people, and, you know, who live with epilepsy. But, you know, there's also the encouragement of people like uh, uh, you, Judy, and, of course, my sister Joyce and Tony Quello, who who really are examples of me, who people who are very dedicated. And, you know, the Epilepsy Foundation has an enormous resource of, of support for those of us who live with the challenge of epilepsy. You know, you're just one example of an affiliate in Pennsylvania, but we have 48 affiliates throughout the country who really do a tremendous job for, peop- for those of us who have epilepsy. And, then, you know, I would encourage anyone who, who lives with the challenge or their families to seek out you know, one of our affiliates, the affiliate near them, because I know it has helped me immensely as I've gone through this, you know, this life journey. Mm-hmm. And how old were you, Denise, when you first started having seizures? Now, Judy, now you're asking sensitive questions. Well, I'm not asking how old you are now. <laughs> I know that no, you're 30 I was, now. I was, I was, I was wondering how old you were when you started I was 40. I was, I think I was 42 when I was injured, and mm-hmm. I was diagnosed when I was 43. And I, I think that's so important for people to know because everyone thinks if they're not born with seizures, it's not going to happen to them. And that's right, Judy, because remember, I did not have my accident until I was 31. Mm-hmm. I started having them. I mean, I probably, you know, I now know I probably, you know, as a child, different things when I fainted, you know, but mm-hmm. really full-blown seizures, I did not have start having until I was in my late 20s. Right. And so often it's so hard. And, and see, to me, I don't believe that everyone's first seizure is a grandma seizure. I think things are happening to them that they aren't aware of. Right. And, and you know, uh, and they don't get to the doctors, and very often they're misdiagnosed, especially I've heard some really, some real horror stories about children who have been diagnosed with psychiatric disabilities and, and, and pretending not to hear, you know, like when they're having absence seizures and, and ignoring teachers, you know, and, and um, it, it, it seems that, you know, uh, as we go through our lives, and, and the more that Joyce talks about it, and 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 everyone talks about it, that that uh, um, I think we're going to be so much further ahead. You know, we're so afraid to talk about epilepsy. As a matter of fact, at our Mardi Gras, we even brought up the the subject of SUDEP, which has been you know, like the the really hidden secret that people die from epilepsy. And no one wants to talk about that until we do start talking about that. I, you know, where are we going to get the funding for research so that you know that people really take this this condition seriously and don't sort of try to put it to the side? That's really right. And, and you're two women that are going to be militant, and I know you are. We are. We're there, Judy. I know. Right with you. Well, hey, Judy, thank you so much for calling in. Well, thank you too so much for everything that you do. Oh, you're the best, Judy. Thank you. Take care, yes, guys. You are. Okay, and I think we have. Is Eric on the line? 
Yes, I am. Good afternoon. Hey, Eric, how are you? Oh, doing Hi, doing Eric, fine. how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for uh, thank you for doing the uh, uh, both the show today, and we particularly appreciate your leadership with the uh, with the African American outreach. And Things excuse me, Eric Hargis is the CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation, and thank goodness, uh, since he's in Washington D.C., he is able to get out from under the snow to call us, right, Eric? No, absolutely. It's where it's where it's, uh, it's finally starting to melt down here. Yes, that's good. Well, Eric, um, I know that I think you would agree that Denise, not only being the chair of Know the Difference, but then participation in our national walk is very important. Oh, absolutely. Well, uh, I think the listeners should know Denise has just been a fabulous spokesperson uh, both for our organization and broadly for the epilepsy community, whether it's been, you know, on, on the Hill. Uh, Denise spoke at the at the conference for the cure really a lot of opportunities to you know to get uh, to get the message out and denise the the question the question i had i think some people particularly if they're not directly involved in 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 epilepsy may not understand why why awareness is so important and why the outreach to the african-american community through the initiative you're chairing is is so critical could you explain a little bit about what is what is it that's unique about uh, epilepsy in terms of why this awareness campaign is so important well, I think it's important because, um, well, we mentioned stigma earlier, but what's unique about this, and Eric, I want to thank you, before I start, I want to thank you and all of the members, because while I chair this initiative, there are so many people, there are other board members, there are some of the executives who, uh, who, are, in, who are at other affiliates, and, more, and as important, the staff that have dedicated themselves to really making sure that this is, initiative is a success. Um, because of this, we have been working with the churches um, to get the word out about epilepsy. Education is so important um, to make sure that people have the appropriate treatment. In the African-American community, there are more and more people being diagnosed with epilepsy seizure activity, but there aren't Unfortunately, not everyone is as fortunate as I was in finding an epileptologist. It's either because of the cost or there may not even be an epileptologist in their area. They may not even know what an epileptologist is, which is a specialty of, of neurology. So one of the things that we've done as part of the African-American initiative is to um, have to get, uh, encourage our affiliates, particularly through uh, RFPs to work with churches in the past and to work with the Urban League. We just issued an RFP for some of our affiliates to partner with historically black colleges and universities and other black institutions in order to increase the awareness within the African-American community and to develop new new avenues for people to communicate and to learn about epilepsy. As as Joyce said and Judy mentioned previously, not every seizure looks like a seizure that you see on television most of the time. And it's not appropriate to treat or to not to treat um, some of the myths that go on about putting something in your mouth, which is a, uh, a definite something that you shouldn't do. But as you start to get become aware and become educated, then you know more about epilepsy and the fear and the stigma hopefully will go away. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, it's uh, we know that people tend to fear things that they that they don't understand, and so the campaign to increase awareness absolutely is critical. One of the you know one of the elements that that we saw when uh, when we did some of the initial surveys before beginning the campaign is we saw a particular concern in the African American community in terms of the response of um, police or other um, uh, emergency personnel because as you said not every seizure uh, involves convulsions oftentimes you know people appear to be awake they're they're moving but are actually not at that point conscious or able to or able to respond and there was a particular concern in the African-American community that these behaviors, you know, could be confused for um, uh, being non-responsive or for drugs or alcohol. And so we're very pleased that there is also a program now to educate um, uh, police about how to recognize the difference between, between a seizure or other types of behavior because it's certainly... You know, it's incredible that people could be, you know, arrested, handcuffed, tasered. Uh, in some cases, people have died simply because the emergency responder didn't recognize it as a seizure and saw it as uh, resisting arrest or other behavior. So, uh, again, I think that's an important, uh, important component, not only in the African-American community, but broadly. And I agree 100%. And that, that is the key. We've got to educate people. Um, and we will continue on. And Eric, thank you so much for calling. Good. I appreciate uh, And Joyce, thank you for having uh, Denise on the show. This is an important campaign, and we're uh, pleased that uh, you're making the public aware of this. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thank you so All much, right. Eric. All right. And that was Eric Hargis, CEO of the National Epilepsy Foundation. I think that we have another caller on the line. Do we have another caller on the line? Hi, yes, this is Shonda Miles. Is this my niece? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, hi. You know, you know I was just niece. thinking that I forgot to, Joyce, you, you, you surprised me because I have forgotten to tell her that I was going to be on your show. Well, hey, remember, you're my sister. Oh, this of course, is a she's going to know. <laughs> and, and listen, before we get started, Shonda Miles is new to my hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She is actually Denise Peace's niece, and she is at the August Wilson Center, which is just which we're so proud of in Pittsburgh. Being that this is Black History Month, is it's also important to mention that. So, Shonda, um, thank you so much. I know you want to talk to Denise, so go right ahead. I just wanted to say hi, and and as always, I'm so proud of everything, you know, that you're doing. And my transition to Pittsburgh has been so much easier and such a wonderful and insightful experience because of the people that you put me in touch with and just allowed me to learn from, including Joyce. So I am, I'm thrilled. And I was, when she told me you were going to be on, I was very excited about calling. So I love you. I miss you. And I'm, I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Joyce, it's so important, just as we start to talk about um, epilepsy dead, we encourage our families to join with us in the struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because you know, I, you know, Shonda, Shonda's mother is—we're cousins, but she's like a sister to me. Um, 
And so that, you know, I couldn't make it without the strength of other family members. And that's what's so important, to get your family to understand some of the health challenges that you, that we all experience when we have a disability. So that when you have a strong family network and you have friends that care about you, it's so very important. That's why it's important for people to really understand what epilepsy is and also more as important what epilepsy is not. So well, Sh- Shonda. I thank you for surprising me. I, this is the first time I've spoken to Shonda since she's relocated to your fair city. Well, Shonda got a real good idea about epilepsy because she was at the Mardi Gras, and I it was one. unbelievable, wasn't it, Shonda? It really was, and, and really I learned so much um, about epilepsy and just everything that's being done to inform people, to support them, to encourage them. There were wonderful speakers and just hearing about the struggles. And I think one thing that I keep hearing repeated during this um, conversation is the fear and the stigma. And I think, you know, as a young person, I didn't understand. I, I would see, you know, Anthony's picture in the house and everyone was so proud. And I remember a distinct period in time when the, when the accident happened. And, and I remember feeling like, you know, people were nervous. You know, and I was too young really to really comprehend what was going on, but I do think that um, I now understand that sometimes family doesn't know the best way and will the person remember me in the same way and what effect is this, you know, really having on who they are and their personality and will will we be able to put the pieces back together again? And sometimes, you know, everyone handles that differently, but um, I, I just am so grateful for the information that I'm learning about, you know, epilepsy and excited about getting involved in any way that I can or, you know, the, the August Wilson Center seeing how maybe we could collaborate to make sure that, you know, we get the word out. Um, so, so I'm very, I'm just, I'm just very excited and I'm very grateful and I thank you for uh, the invitation, Aunt Joyce, because I had a wonderful time at the Mardi Gras event. Yes, I told, I told Denise that when I saw you walk in and you said to me, are you Joyce? I said, mm-mm-mm. You said, yeah. Aunt Joyce. I said, that's correct. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and, De- and Denise, I am her Aunt Joyce. And let me tell you, she's part of our family. We're proud to have her. So thank you for calling in, Shonda. My pleasure. Thank you all. Love okay. you. I'll talk to you later. I, you know, I'm so proud of Shonda. She is, she is truly our young leader, you know, one of our country's young leaders, and I'm so proud to be able to say that she's in my family, and now she's in yours also. She is, that's right, and I am so proud of her also. She is a class act. She is. We're, we're fortunate to have her, that she came here to Pittsburgh. So, um, And, you know, that's one thing people don't understand, uh, Denise, is that when you have a disability, and when you have something like epilepsy, let me tell you, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, Christian or Jewish, your sisters, period, that's it. Mm-hmm. Because, folks, a seizure is something you can't understand unless you yourself have had one. Um, and, you know, and of course, a parent can understand, but you know what I mean. It does something. when We have a family here in Pittsburgh of people with disabilities, and, uh, and we are just in this together, and it will always be that way. Denise, I did want to ask you something about the uh, African-American community. Sometimes, frequently actually, 
I feel that the African-American community is left out because, you know, there are a lot of people in poverty. There are a lot of people in areas where they do not um, have access to education easily. And, and I know there are people that have seizures and they don't realize even that they have epilepsy or what type of epilepsy. Um, and, I mean, what do you think? What can we do? Do you think to promote awareness we just need to reach out more like to the churches or or what do you think we need to do? Well, you know, I, I have to applaud your leadership, Joyce, because, you know, through because of you and Tony, uh, you've been very supportive of the uh, Know the Difference initiative of the, of the foundation. And, but yes, we need to do more outreach. You know, one of one of the things that that the initiative also helped to do was to um, we want to partner more with the National Medical Association, which is the medical association of African American physicians, because sometimes it's the primary care doctor who a, a patient goes to first, and to let them know about new treatment options and also to get them. More connected to uh, the our P, uh, our PBA, uh, our PAB rather, our public, our, you know, the professional advisory board of the foundation, because through the internet, through the internet and other educational materials, people can find out more about their condition. Um, but we have to recognize that there are still a lot of people who don't have access to a computer at home. Right. And I would encourage people to go to the library, or and if they can get to a computer, to go to www.epilepsyfoundation.org um, to look at what, their, what actually their condition is, some of the treatment options, because not every treatment option is applicable to your type of seizure. And the medication that you may be on may be the best medication at this time. But you know, Joyce, two years ago, two or three years ago, the National Institute of Health had a symposium on curing epilepsy, and there's so many things on the horizon that I really, I truly believe that if not in the near future, within my lifetime, we may be coming closer to a cure. Which would be, wouldn't that be unbelievable? Well, listen, we are right now going to go to break, and then we'll be right back. If you just joined us, we've been talking to Denise Peace, who is on the executive board of the National Epilepsy Foundation, an officer but the chair of Know the Difference campaign for the National Epilepsy Foundation. We're going to go to break, and we'll be right back. You have been listening to Joyce Bender on Disability Matters at VoiceAmerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Denise. News. 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 Opinion. 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 Your 
voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we are celebrating Black History Month with Denise Peace, officer of the National Epilepsy Foundation on the executive board and chair of Know the Difference campaign. Um, and, Denise, I wanted to ask you, while you've been working at the national office and with the executive directors and the staff and board members, what has impacted you the most? I, you know, what's impacted me the most is that I think you have the most dedicated group of people to, uh, to, for those of us who live every day with epilepsy and our families, particularly the executive directors on the ground and the affiliates and the people in the national office. You know, they, they have been so responsive in terms of either whether it's developing programs, whether it's to encourage um, people to participate more, um, and also to challenge those of us who are on the national board to look at new avenues that we can um, help people with epilepsy um, uh, live more fruitful lives. But I think the most thing I've enjoyed is working with you, Joyce. You are phenomenal. You well, and our Denise. former chair, um, uh, Tony Quello, have oh. given me so much um, insight into my own condition and how to really live with the challenge of epilepsy and live well, even dis- despite having some setbacks. The two of you never, never um, let epilepsy um, take away from you or take away your giving to other people, and for that, I'm so very thankful. Well, you know, the feeling is mutual about you, Denise, and I'll tell you, we have and we will continue to have, but we have had some wonderful and just just passionate discussions. Um, as Denise said, I'm so blessed to have such a fantastic board of directors and staff and the executive directors in the United States, everyone so passionate about epilepsy uh, and helping, you know, work for the cure and uh, working with people that I have met, even people I've met in other associations like Cure, like Susan Axelrod, who is so wonderful and so passionate, and Jim Abrams uh, with his ketogenic diet. What everyone has in common is one thing, passion about either finding the cure or quality of life 
for people living with epilepsy. So, Denise, a question we had from many people was if you would not mind sharing with them so that they could share with their families or their children in schools, especially from the African-American community, when you were a child growing up, who were your role models and who influenced you to become such a strong woman? Well, you know, I I, I think that, you know, we talk about family, so I can't negate, um, you know, my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, my mother, my my mother and my father met. You know, it's ironic. We're celebrating African American History Month, and African American History Week started with uh, by a gentleman named Carter G. Woodson, Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Um, my father met my mother going to a meeting of the Association for the Study of African American History. Uh, it was Negro History at the time, and that was the organization that Carter G. Woodson founded. So Carter G. Woodson was like my father's mentor. So, Is that right? Yes. So my father's mentor, as a matter of fact, he was an honorary pallbearer at Dr. Woodson's funeral, and that was before I was born. But that's how he met my mother. So you, my mother and father have always been my role, or a very important role model. And I think that's why I look to, you know, other African Americans, particularly women, um, how they dealt with epilepsy. And I found uh, Miss Tubman, um, who who is really a role model to me. But even through living with the challenge of having epilepsy, I've been able to meet uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. I serve on the Desmond Tutu, uh, the Tutu Board of Prayer and Pilgrimage. And Archbishop Tutu and his daughter, Mpo, uh, Reverend Mpo Tutu, have been so important to the spiritual side of my life, as well as my uh, ministers like a, a Reverend Dr. Edwin Reed and his wife, Dr. Mary Reed. Um, and I have a whole host of friends. So when you talk about role models, you know, don't always look for the person who you read about. Also look at uh, for the person who is who you look at every day. So when I talked about Edwin and Mary, and then I have Adrian George, and of course a dear friend of mine, Bill Howell. Those and my goddaughter Monica is, you know, she's a young role model. So because she takes care of me every day. So those are the people that have been my role models and continue to be. You know what? That's a good point, Denise. That really is. That, that, that Sometimes people don't realize this, that your role models are people right around you. Yeah, I, yeah you, know, I, you, know, I'm, you know, Joyce, you are... You are the, you know, you're, you are our chair, are our chair, and you are a leader in, uh, in the disability community. There is no one more passionate about finding employment for people with disabilities than you in the nation and probably in the world. But you're also my sister. So when I, when I look for role models, I look for people also that we talk to every day. Sometimes it's, you know, it's the person who, who, uh, who's who not only the executive director of our local affiliates, but it's the person who's helping you, you know, in the doctor's office or wherever you are. Sometimes they're the person who's going to give you, 
you know, some of the um, incentives to, to live a full life and to give you the information that you need to keep on going. Yes. Amen to that. Well, and you, as you know, you and I both have been absolutely so impacted by Tony Quello, a former uh, chair of the Epilepsy Foundation. And how exciting was it, Denise, when we were at the White House when President Obama signed the UN Rights on Persons of, uh, with Disabilities for the convention and mentioned Tony Quello? You know, I was, I was so excited. I mean, you know, to, to, you know, because, you know, Tony is a hero to all of us, but to have the President of the United States, you know, President Obama is very special. Uh, we're living in a special time in American history, but I think he recognizes that Tony Quello is, is a modern civil rights leader, because without Tony, we wouldn't have um, some of the uh, acceptance in terms of accommodations, in terms of employment that, that we have, because Tony is the author of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Yes. Yes, and this year we're celebrating the, the 20th, 20th anniversary. anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Once again, folks, if you want to meet Denise, Tony, all these great people, the National Epilepsy Walk, March 27th, go to epilepsyfoundation.org. Well, Denise, you have accomplished so much already. I mean, I don't know, I mean, it's amazing what you've done in your life. But on the national board, what would you say? has been your proudest accomplishment? Well, I think my proudest accomplishment, you know, this Know the Difference initiative is, is probably the thing, the initiative that's closest to my heart. But aside from that, I think, is the National Walk. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I, I, I keep remembering the first National Walk. You know, Joyce, if you remember when we first talked about it, we thought we would have a couple of hundred people because it was so difficult for some of us to come out and to talk about having epilepsy. But when we had the first walk, we had thousands because, you know, we are now reaching the point where we want to talk about it, we want to be recognized, and we want people to also realize what epilepsy is in the medical condition, that we also need resources and we need the respect. So, you know, I remember, uh, I remember when I was walking with Tony the, at the first walk and I turned around and we saw people coming, you know, we turned the corner and there were still like thousands of people walking behind us. And the thing that I remembered about that walk was when my, when my grandmother told me about the March on Washington. Mm-hmm. And she said that when she was at the March on Washington, you know, we, I come from a Baptist AME tradition, so we're used to having very powerful ministerial messages. So she was, yes, very impressed by Dr. King's speech. But she said the thing that, the thing that I remember that she said that, most, that she was most impressed by was the diversity. And she said that when she saw all the people joining together at the March on Washington for Civil Rights Legislation, she knew that I may have a future of endless possibilities. And I, when I saw the diversity at our first national walk, I knew what she was feeling. And I knew that those of us who, have, who live every day with seizures, and particularly the, the children, if 
in their future, they may have that future of endless possibilities, whether it's employment, education, or more importantly, a life without the stigma. Mm, good. Yes. Well, Denise, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, one of the things that I want them to know is to really seek out their, uh, particularly if they're a person who has epilepsy or a family member with uh, with a person uh, of someone who has epilepsy, to really look at our national affiliate network, and to, uh, because across the country, as you said, and as Judy Painter was an example of, there are dedicated people. They're willing to help people. And there are summer camps, there are legal services, there's employment support. And so I encourage your listeners to visit um, our Epilepsy Foundation website, which is www.epilepsyfoundation.org, or call 1-800-332-1000. And more importantly, you know, we all have challenges in our lives. We can we sometimes take one step forward and take... Uh, Ten steps back or ten steps forward and one step back, but don't get discouraged because in the long run we will all move forward and as, as particularly in the future there are so many things on the horizon, but we have to be informed. So again, visit the Epilepsy Foundation website. That's right. And, and just as Denise is saying, you know, Educate, educate, awareness. Go to the walk. Go to that national walk. You know, be part of this march on March 27th, part of the walk on March 27th in Washington, D.C. Go to epilepsyfoundation.org. Denise, before we close the show, I just want to tell you how blessed we are to have you as the chair of Know the Difference and how honored I am to say I'm friends with Denise Peace. I want to thank you as a woman living with epilepsy for everything you are doing to help change lives. Well, Joyce, I want to thank you for everything you do for all of those of us who have epilepsy and disabilities because, as I said, there's no greater champion than Joyce Bender. Well, if you want to meet this great lady, remember, go to the walk. Go to epilepsyfoundation.org. And before we close the show, we always end with a quote from a famous civil rights leader um, or someone that has made a great impact in America. So, of course, today, having Denise on and being Black History Month, it must be from Miss Harriet Tubman, who said, I never ran my train off the track and I never lost a passenger. And by the way, folks, she did that living with epilepsy. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters every single day at voiceamerica.com. See you next week. America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.